The only person in the universe that is eternal is God. And the only thing that lasts forever is God's kingdom. And to be able to enter His kingdom and to be able to be with Him forever is through His wisdom, His understanding, His knowledge. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. As part of today's message, we'll be looking at the reason for wisdom. Different people have different ideas of what wisdom is, or what can be considered as wise. But to understand what is truly wise, or what constitutes true wisdom, we need to understand the benefit that the wisdom produces, because that is the whole point or purpose for wisdom, whether it is the world's wisdom or God's wisdom. What ultimately is the product that wisdom produces in our lives or for us? As we will see through the Word of God, that the only wisdom worth searching for is God's wisdom, because that is the one that yields the best product or highest result for us. Today's message is based on the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. Let's listen to what God's Word has to say about this. Let us take a moment to go to the Lord in prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, blessing and honor and glory and praise be to you, O Lord. Lord God, for you are worthy to be praised and exalted, for there is no one like you, O Lord, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I give you thanks because you are truly good, because you are truly merciful, because, Lord God, no one can do the things that you can. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for your grace. I pray, O Lord, in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, that you may always please have mercy on us. Please forgive my sins and my wrongs, O Lord, for as David said, that my sin is always before me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O Lord, for your guidance. I pray, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that you may give us the light of wisdom and understanding, O Lord. But Heavenly Father, help us to have the right hearts to listen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today's passage is found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verses 1 to 10. This is the word of the Lord. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel, to understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. What is wisdom? In the passage we just read, it says that the beginning of knowledge or wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And so, because we're looking at wisdom through the eyes of the scriptures, then we have to further define wisdom or the wisdom we are going to talk about as godly wisdom, because the world has its own versions of the wisdom. There are different kinds of wisdom in the world, and of course, they are all subjective, depending on how the person that is exposed to whatever is being called wisdom sees it. Wisdom is as subjective in this world as beauty. As you may know that what may be beautiful before the eyes of one person 
may be detestable or unattractive to another. The same thing happens with wisdom. One person may think something is wise, while another person may think it is not. That in fact, it may even be stupid to them. And so, when it comes to this godly wisdom, how is it acquired then? Is there a way that you can get it? And the answer is that the Bible explains how it may be acquired, and the fundamental way that godly wisdom starts being acquired is through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, by surrendering our lives to Christ. So it's not about an intellectual pursuit. Quite frankly, worldly intellect per se has nothing to do with godly wisdom. You don't need to have a college degree or go to a special school or even need special training to have godly wisdom. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So if we understood what we just read, it says that wisdom is a spiritual gift and that the Holy Spirit bestows this gift to people as he wills. That's what the Bible says. But there is another part in the Bible that says that you should pray for it. Even though we just read that it is a gift and that it's up to the Holy Spirit to distribute the gifts as he wills. We need to search for it. So it is not something that's automatic. James chapter 1 says, If any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So we are encouraged to ask for it, and God will give you of this wisdom. But we read here that for wisdom to be granted, that we need to be determined. We need to have faith that we cannot doubt. And it goes on to say that we cannot be double-minded and unstable about this quest for wisdom. Therefore, wisdom is not given to us accidentally, by any stretch of the imagination. We must seek it purposefully, committedly, with conviction. We need to pursue it diligently. Now, if we go back to our key passage today, we see that wisdom or instruction should come from our parents, especially as a child. It appears that this teaching or sharing of wisdom needs to occur during formative years in a child. And if we go back to the Ten Commandments, we see that we should honor our mother and father. So a part of honoring someone is listening to them. Therefore, we should listen to our parents, especially if they're trying to impart godly wisdom. So if that's the case, then parents should look for wisdom as well. And quite honestly, they must look for wisdom because before the eyes of God, children are an inheritance and a responsibility. And so raising children in the ways of the Lord is a responsibility. Believing parents need to consider this. How can they be able to impart or teach or share something that they don't have? So if you are a child or a young person listening, a source that you should have available to you to get wisdom from should be your parents. 
But if you don't have parents that are believers and that don't look for wisdom, then how can they ever give you something they don't have or understand themselves? And parents, how can you be able to teach something that should come from you if you don't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and also are not actively looking for this wisdom and in such a way that you can get it? How can you teach your children something you don't have or even understand yourself? As parents, if you are not a source of wisdom for your children, then there is a failure in the system that God himself created. And where there is a failure, there are problems. Children just don't get derailed or become problematic on their own. And here is something else that needs to be considered by parents. For anyone that is in a place where they should be teaching someone, According to the Bible, you cannot teach anything if you do not practice it yourself. This is what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, to be able to teach, you must first practice. True teaching can only happen through example. God does not work at all through someone that lives by the philosophy of do as I say, not as I do. We must live out godly wisdom, putting it into practice before attempting to share it with someone else. That's how it should work. Another point to consider through today's passage is the concern with evil influences, where it says again, My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. We have shared before that the lies of this world, that sin itself, can be quite enticing and attractive and alluring, and we need to be careful. We should not let ourselves be led by sources that try to guide us towards our own self-destruction. Just because the world says that something is wise and good doesn't make it wise or good. We must always remember that sin brings about death, for the wages of sin is death. And the Bible also teaches, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, and he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So you need to be careful. Not everything that sounds like the truth makes it true. Not everything that people say is wise makes it wise. Sin, corruption, death, all bad things. None of that will help you just like lies. A lie is a lie no matter how many times it is repeated or proclaimed as truth. Here's what we need to consider. That wisdom, for it to be true wisdom, it must provide instruction that provides a benefit, something that helps you achieve a good result. That's the generic purpose of wisdom, that if you are told to do something, that the instruction that you are given yields a good product. And so we've talked about different things, but in the end, what is the ultimate purpose for godly wisdom? Why should it be important? Why look for it? What should be the purpose for this wisdom? The why in everything is where true power emerges. We can't live life just because, without some sort of purpose or reason to live it, although that is how many people go through life. There must or should be a why, a goal, a reason, a purpose, and here is where faith and conviction come into play. The truth is that there is a God, 
and that we all will give an account for what we do in this life before God. That should be the greatest truth we need to always keep in mind. And of course, not just at the forefront of our minds, but also deep within our hearts. Otherwise, there is no point. There is no reason. Why do anything in life, especially if there's nothing else after this is all said and done? That is where true faith in Christ finds its limitless power, where we can transcend this temporary and superficial world and be able to attain the things that only God through Jesus Christ can grant. And here is where godly wisdom comes in. This is why the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. God should be at the center for the reason to look for and have wisdom, nothing else. If you look for wisdom intending to just try to solve issues and challenges here in this world and for temporary things, you are wasting your time or even far worse, losing the incredible opportunity God is giving you. Because you should bear in mind that whatever you devote yourself to is what you will probably get. Nothing more, nothing less. And so if you devote yourself to just trying to fix worldly and temporary problems, then you are losing the whole point for godly wisdom. I submit to you the following passage for your consideration, which is found in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, where it says, Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth, before the difficult days come, and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened and the clouds do not return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men bow down, when the grinders cease because they are few and those that look through the windows grow dim, when the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of grinding is low, when one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of music are brought low, also they are afraid of height and of terrors in the way, when the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper is a burden and desire fails. For man goes to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. Remember your Creator before the silver cord is loosed, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher shattered at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the well. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. Vanity of vanity, says the preacher, all is vanity. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find acceptable words. And what was written was upright words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads and the words of scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd. And further, my son, be admonished by these. Of making many books there is no end, and by much study is wearisome to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. The purpose of this passage is to give the reader a greater understanding of reality. Sooner or later, everything that we experience through our own physical senses will pass for each of us and all mankind. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth is that every single person at some point will die. The sun and its light are going away someday. The moon and the stars will pass away also. Everything on this earth will end and all of the money and power and fame and people 
will not stop the inevitable and some of us will leave sooner than others. No one knows when their time will be fulfilled here and make no mistake, that time will come at some point. And then what? The Bible says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? The only person in the universe that is eternal is God. And the only thing that lasts forever is God's kingdom. And to be able to enter his kingdom and to be able to be with him forever is through his wisdom, his understanding, his knowledge. We read the following in John chapter 6 where it says, From that time, many of his, speaking of Jesus' disciples, went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So Jesus Christ didn't just have mere and senseless words, and he was certainly not trying to fix problems for the here and now. He had words of eternal life, the key to immortality. That's what godly wisdom is, being able to know and understand what is necessary to have this eternal life, to achieve immortality. And not only that, but to be able to attain the rewards that can be had in this eternal life, in this forever that God promises us through Jesus Christ. Godly wisdom ultimately teaches us how to please God while we sojourn or pass by this life, how to become like Him. Isn't that much better than anything else? Here is more of the reason for why it is very convenient to search for the Lord and diligently seek His wisdom. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what He has done, whether good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God and also I trust are well known in your consciences. The only way we can please God is through his wisdom, his knowledge, his instruction. That's why it's so important to get godly wisdom through our personal and intimate relationship with the Lord by immersing ourselves in his word, by living it out in our lives so that not only we can benefit personally, but so others can attain what we have found through Jesus Christ. That is why it's so important for parents to seek after the Lord and search for godly wisdom so you can raise children in that knowledge also, so you can help those that come after you and those that surround you can come into God's kingdom where every single person can find forgiveness, love and grace and the eternal life and eternal rewards God has for those that love him. That is the purpose for godly wisdom, which is much more valuable than anything else. Knowing how to have eternal life and be able to make everything you do here count towards that eternity. That's why there is a judgment and both believer and non-believer will be judged because God has established it so. This is probably the simplest way I can put it. If you want to attain and receive what God has for you, then the only way you can attain and receive that is on His terms. That is the whole reason for wisdom. We have a God that loves us greatly. 
And not only is He God, but He is also our Heavenly Father. When we surrendered our lives to Him because we're not born children of God. Becoming a child of God is a decision, not a birthright. That's the gift of God through Jesus Christ, that we can become God's children through the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And as the Heavenly Father that He is, and as loving as He is, He has provided His instruction to us, His wisdom through the pages of the Bible, through His Word. Everything in the Holy Bible teaches us godly wisdom, godly understanding, where we can learn His truth through the power and indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Your life changes when you not only surrender your life to Christ, but just as important, when you follow Jesus Christ by doing what He tells you to do as you follow His instruction, His Word, ultimately His wisdom and understanding. Because this is a truth that you should bear in mind for your own good. Saying that you believe in Christ and doing His will are two different things. Saying Jesus is your Lord will not get you into heaven. Matthew chapter 7 says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And so, here is true wisdom. Knowing the Father's will and living out the Father's will. That is what will allow for you to enter the kingdom of heaven, a place where all who enter will have no end, where the Apostle John testified of the following, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Therefore, if you want something greater than what this world has to offer, something that will never end, look for and live out God's wisdom in your life. And not only I, but more importantly, the God of the universe guarantees you a sure entrance through genuine and true faith in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, may you be praised forever and ever, Lord God. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for your love. I give you thanks for your grace and for your mercy, Heavenly Father. I give you thanks, O Lord, that not only you have given us a way for forgiveness of sins, but you, Lord God, you've given us eternal life. And you've given us, Lord God, the opportunity to be able to even get the eternal rewards in that eternal life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because when we put our faith in you, when we put our faith in Christ, we have so much more to look forward to than this empty and superficial world has to offer. Lord God, because we know that everything that we see in this world will one day go away, but you remain forever. 
Heavenly Father, help us to understand that. Help us, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that that may become a reality in us and that we may look to please you and to do those things that bring you honor and glory, Lord God, for who you are, but for also what you intend to give us. I pray for every person listening, Heavenly Father. Please, O Lord, touch their hearts and help them understand, Lord God, that your wisdom is the best thing they could have because there is how we will find all things that you have for those that love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer or someone to talk to, please email us through our website. We would love to help. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcasts in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.